This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the 20th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. In those days, the princes said to the king, Jeremiah ought to be put to death. He is demoralizing the soldiers who are left in this city and all the people by speaking such things to them. He is not interested in the welfare of our people, but in their ruin. King Zedekiah answered, He is in your power, for the king could do nothing with them. And so they took Jeremiah and threw him in the cistern of Prince Malchiah, which was in the quarters of the guard, letting him down with ropes. There was no water in the cistern, only mud, and Jeremiah sank into the mud. Ibn Melek, a court official, went there from the palace and said to him, My lord king, these men have been at fault in all they have done to the prophet Jeremiah, casting him into the cistern. He will die of famine on the spot, for there is no more food in the city. Then the king ordered Ibn Melek, the Cushite, to take three men along with him and draw the prophet Jeremiah out of the cistern before he should die. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm Lord, come to my aid. Lord, come to my aid. I have waited, waited for the Lord, and he stooped toward me. Lord, come to my aid. The Lord heard my cry. He drew me out of the pit of destruction, out of the mud of the swamp. He set my feet upon a crag. He made firm my steps. Lord, come to my aid. And he put a new song into my mouth, a hymn to our God. Many should look on in awe and trust in the Lord. Lord, come to my aid. Though I am afflicted and poor, yet the Lord thinks of me. You are my help and my deliverer. O my God, hold not back. Lord, come to my aid. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us rid ourselves of every burden and sin that clings to us and persevere in running the race that lies before us while keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the leader and perfecter of faith. For the sake of the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider how he endured such opposition from sinners, in order that you may not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, I have come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it were already blazing. There is a baptism with which I must be baptized, and how great is my anguish until it is accomplished. 
Do you think that I have come to establish peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, a household of five will be divided, three against two and two against three. A father will be divided against his son and a son against his father, a mother against her daughter and a daughter against her mother, a mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Carla, on this 20th Sunday in Ordinary Time, we are moving into the middle of August. And just a reminder, uh, God does not take a vacation from you. Please do not take a vacation from him. And one way to do that is to listen to us through podcasting. (laughs) Take us with you. Um, Remember, we can be found on any of the standard streaming systems. You can download the Hail Mary Media app. And just a little note, uh, Carla, do you know that 88% of our listeners uh, listen on mobile devices? So how important that really the mobile uh, connections are these days to make sure that people hear the word of God. So that is. That's just it. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. And we have uh, this coming Monday, uh, August 15th, is the Assumption of Mary. And remember, that is a holy day of obligation. Some may call it a holy day of opportunity. Uh, but just want to remind you what was written by Pope Pius XII in 1950. He said, the Virgin Mary, having completed the course of her earthly life, was assumed body and soul into heavenly glory. This doctrine, uh, again, was defined in 1950. And uh, what an important feast day that is for us. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Some some call it the Dormition. Yes, exactly. Mary, right. Yes, right. So on a couple notes on that, uh, you know, there was a place close to Mount Zion um, on a hill, and they called that the place or dormition. Because you notice what it said here, just at the end of her earthly life. Exactly. It's not been defined whether she actually died or was just, was just assumed. Yeah. Uh, but what is clear from really the beginning of apostolic times is that there have never been any relics of Mary to be venerated. And of course, that was always very important with not only our saints back then, uh, but saints today. Yes, it is. And uh, one more note here. I thought this was important. This actually came from Tim Staples from Catholic Answers. And and there's one text in scripture that's most commonly used to disprove the Assumption of Mary. And I'm not going to go into all the details, but at least give an outline here. And it says here from uh, John 3.13, No one has ascended up to heaven, but he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. So the comment is, if no man has ascended into heaven, wouldn't that also include the Blessed Virgin Mary? And I think that one thing that's very important here is the wording here. Um, We need to understand the difference between ascended or assumed. The fact that Mary did not ascend into heaven. She was assumed, and that is a big difference. So Jesus ascended by his own divine power. Mary was powerless to raise herself to heaven, so she had to be assumed. So anyway, just a little note there. There can be a lot more that can be read on that. It makes a distinction between of her own power or through the power of God. Exactly. Because everyone is Where Jesus went through his own power because he is God. Exactly. 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 We all need to rely on the power of God. Good point, Kevin. Yeah. Well, we are going to move to Jeremiah today. The prophet of doom. He he was not making people happy, was he? (laughs) Man, no, but didn't he tell the truth? You know, Jeremiah just wouldn't back down. He was relentless and he chastised the wicked leaders of Judah, telling them to repent of their evil practices and return to the one true God. And they hated him for it. 
He was warning the leaders of the city that an alliance with a pagan nation would bring destruction upon them. But the princes wouldn't want, they wouldn't listen, they didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to change their lifestyle and they wanted Jeremiah to just be quiet and go away. So they convinced the king to put him to death, you know, to get rid of their problem. But it wasn't his time to die. God had more work for Jeremiah to do. So even after he was rescued from the cistern, he continued to sound the warning to the rulers and all of society to repent or they would suffer the consequences. But they rejected Jeremiah. And just as Jeremiah had said, Jerusalem was sacked by the Babylonians. King Zedekiah was the last king of Judah, and he made many of the princes, uh, he and many of the princes, they were killed by the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar. So anyway, those same kind of politics, they exist today, Kevin, you know. <laughs> they do. Yeah, the wealthy and the influential. <laughs> Nothing's new, is no, it? <laughs> no, 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 no. There are still the wealthy, wealthy, evil, influential politicians in our society who go to any length to prevent our modern day Jeremiah's from coming between them and their wicked lifestyle. And just as it was in the days of Jeremiah, they've invested many years, gone to great lengths, spending billions of dollars to change laws and gain favorable influence of the general public in propaganda campaigns designed to convince members of society to embrace the evils such as abortion, euthanasia, same-sex unions, to call good evil and to call evil good. We have elections coming up this November, and I hope and pray that there are enough godly people out there that are courageous enough to elect politicians who will work to restore morality. Boy, amen to that, because we, again, it, it is kind of interesting that the scriptures is so always new, isn't it? You think that what we're going through today is just maybe something we've never seen before, and yet <laughs> it happened way back in Jeremiah's time. And, and I really think that that talks to, and what you really spoke very well on is, is how important it is to live and speak for God. Because you're right, it will cause division. You see how people are mocked even today when they speak the truth. And and we will meet that resistance. And and like you said earlier, you know, worldly people will look upon God's faithful ministers really as the enemies. And they will try and dehumanize and demonize anyone who disagrees with them. But I think it's important us as an individual Christian and Catholic our words need to ring with truth and clarity, and that ultimately will persevere. We must infuse this truth with that hope and charity of the gospel as well. So even though it's so difficult, we have to do that. And, and know that no situation is hopeless. Look at poor Jeremiah, right? He was dropped in the cistern, and actually a Gentile comes to the rescue, not even a Jew. The Gentile, of course, Ebed Melik. <laughs> he, as a Gentile, comes to the rescue, so no situation is hopeless at all. And that's so important for us to remember today. Yes, it is. Well, in the second reading, we have from the letter of Hebrews, the importance to persevere in running a race. Um, yep. And St. Paul gives us words of encouragement. He tells us to keep going and not give up, to persevere. In fact, he compares living a Christian lifestyle with running a race. Now, I've never been any kind of an athlete, but I do know that a good athlete develops a discipline that will affect everything they do. It includes the food they eat, the daily activities, and even the amount of sleep they get. This kind of discipline doesn't happen just by accident, and neither does being a good Christian. We don't become good Christians by doing what's easy, what's comfortable, or even what we'd like to do. We live a good Christian life on purpose. 
We have to purposely develop a discipline in order to live out our daily lives as Christians. For some, this might mean spending less time in front of the television or on computer games so we can make more time for prayer. For others, it might mean spending less money eating out so we can increase our donations to the poor and the homeless. And if we take the time to examine our lifestyles, all of us can find areas of improvement. Oh, yeah, that's that's very true. And I want to hit on that running a race. You know, sometimes people uh, kind of talk about, hey, you know, life is like a marathon. And, and there's certainly aspects that are valid there. But I, I like to think of it also like life is like a sprint or a sprinter. And you think about this. A sprinter is only, say, visible to the world 12 seconds <laughs> at a time. And yet years of preparation go into those 12 seconds. And that's where the sprinter has to have consistent and diligent practice behind the scenes. Like you're talking about either the um, uh, allowing more time for scripture reading, allowing more, uh, say, more money for applying your treasure somewhere. You know, these are things that are so important to plan and prepare and, uh, and to reflect on before you're asked, maybe in that sprint, to give a witness at some point to either someone uh, very privately or maybe even someone very publicly. So how important that really is. And again, you much like this, you will might be hated by some in his name, but again, to be able to speak that truth in charity as well. And finally, in our gospel today, boy, this is a tough, tough statement. Do you think I've come to establish peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we have a tendency to think of peace as a period of time or a place that is free from irritation and disturbances. You know, a time and a place that we don't have any worries and we can just relax and enjoy ourselves. But if we read a little bit about the lives of the saints, we're not going to hear stories about lives filled with bliss and relaxation. In fact, quite the opposite. Many of them were mocked, ridiculed, and despised by mainstream society. Their lifestyles stood in stark contrast to the lifestyles of the godless culture that surrounded them. With God, there can be no compromise, but people try to do it. They're willing to embrace sinful practices in order to prevent conflict and call that peace. But it doesn't work that way. That's not true peace. It's just a cheap imitation and a denial of the truth. Holiness cannot coexist with evil. And when these two elements collide, there will always be conflict. We have to always be on guard so that we don't become tolerant of sin or grow comfortable with sinful practices. And we can never call a truce to end the battle against sin. Those who are living in the state of grace are referred to as the church militant. And this title reminds us that we are in a battle. And this one is one of life or death, heaven or hell. This is how we can make sense out of Jesus' words in today's gospel. When we divide ourselves from sinful ways, when we have the courage to conflict with evil, that is when we find True peace on earth. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. 
and thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.